You're listening to The Hoof of the Horse, a podcast dedicated to farriery and equine science with Dr. Simon Curtis. Our episode today is sponsored by the Hoof Care Essentials Foundation and their partners, Mustad. I've come inside to speak to my next guest on what is apparently the hottest July in England ever, about 38 degrees centigrade. For those of you that are still in Fahrenheit, that's somewhere around 99 degrees Fahrenheit, which for us in the UK is hot. So I have one very sweaty guest here to speak to, whose name is Sam Fowler. Uh, Sam is a young farrier from up in uh, Norfolk, in, in my part of the world, and we're going to discuss how he got into farriery and also his speciality. Hello, Sam. Welcome to this podcast. Thank you very much. All right. So when did you first start as a farrier? Well, I started as a farrier at about the age of 19, but I'd actually done two years motorsport engineering prior to um, doing my farrier access course. The motorsport engineering course was at Warwickshire College. I moved from home to the college to stay for two years to do a motorsport engineering course. I grew up in Silverstone, which was kind of the natural progression into... That's the home of Formula home One. Of Formula One. So, yeah. um, so that was kind of the progression into that. But the course was very poorly ran. I can't blame them for all of it. But being at Warwickshire College and living at the Morton Moral Campus with all these other guys doing farriery, and I used to ride when I was younger. In return for working on a farm, I used to have riding lessons. Um, but never really thought of it as a career. That was kind of an outside... Um, outside thing of what I had with the horses I just turned up and rode and did what what I wanted to do on the farm so I did the engineering course it didn't work out my work experience on my motorsport engineering course was with the ATF the training farrier who I did my apprenticeship with um, and and another guy and then who did you do your time I did I did my time with a guy called John Blake who's John Blake I know very well yeah he's a very good farrier good friend of mine you might not say that, but... Uh, what, after a four-year <laughs> apprenticeship? Well done. Yeah, I, I'd, you know, one thing I do say to the lads is don't burn your bridges with your boss and try and take all his work, because I know other people have done it, and you just shoot yourself in the foot. He's a great guy to know. And, you know, I, I, I was fortunate to do my apprenticeship with him. We, we shot virtually every single kind of horse on the, you know, in all disciplines. The only one we didn't do was polo, and it was my great success that after about six months of qualifying, my biggest yard I took on was a polo yard, so... And are you still showing those polo horses? Actually, <laughs> I've just um, parted ways with them. But um, I think you survived quite well, my experience as a yeah, polo well. I was there for a good nine years, but oh, it, was, well, it was kind of a decision I'd made that I wanted to leave them anyway, and I kind of put another guy in front of them who came and helped me a few times, and it naturally progressed into them saying... Well, well, we'll get into a little yeah. bit later why yeah. your eye might have not quite been on the ball because yeah. you've got other interests now. Yeah, I got to know you because you come down, you have a drive down the A11, don't you? Every that single day. That wonderful road. Uh, and you come to Newmarket and you work in at least one racing yard in the morning. Yeah, I've got, two, I've got two yards. I work for another farrier, so I just turn up, do the job. I don't worry about the money. I don't worry about the shoes. I just turn up and it's nice stress-free, which is a nice break. You know, some people say... Shoeing racehorses is very stressful, but dealing with... Dealing with the trainers. De- well, dealing with the trainers is fine, but actually if you deal with the trainer level of expectation, yeah. but for the happy hack down the road, yeah. you've got all these customers with their ponies that mean the world to them, which is great, 
but well, they have sure. a sentimental attachment, yeah. which is a diff. In racing, it's a business attachment, yeah. isn't it? So, but you're yeah. dealing with that. You're dealing with that. I need my horse's shoe back on now, and you think, well, this is a fourteen-hand cob with about an inch of foot on it. <laughs> you, you don't need it on now, but you've still got to deal with it. So, actually, the stress for me is entirely different of dealing with lots of customers or dealing with two customers, but one hundred and ten horses. Yeah, I much prefer the. Two yards, even if I've got to drive an hour there and an hour back in the morning. And we met up in one of your yards this morning in Duna Stables, and I actually used to shoe in there in the 1980s. So uh, it's quite nice to go in there, and, uh, and and your trainer there, Chris Wall, who again I've known, well, every time I do this, these conversations, I start reminding myself how long I've been about. But anyway, it was rather nice to go in and see you in there. So you also had another interest that you developed, which is videography, if I've pronounced that correctly. You can call it filmmaking, videography, cinematography, if you want to get really flash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They all mean the same thing, really. Um, so yeah. you tell me what a videographer does then. Well, rather than calling yourself a cameraman, an editor, a sound guy, a colour corrector, just, you just do it all. You know, you, you to, to define it, you're thinking of a guy who turns up to a wedding, films a wedding, and then gives them a... Yeah, video at the end of it, or you know, not big production stuff. You don't. If you were a big production BBC, you'd have a sound guy, you'd have a video guy, camera guy, you'd have a all doing their individual jobs. Yeah. Whereas I'm just doing it all by myself, which gives you a great creative license to kind of make these videos how you want. Um, yes. So how exactly did you get into it? Um, funny, funny, long, very. We'll try and keep it short. So. Yeah. Very. <laughs> What's the word? Um, Involved, it, complex. It's a complex story, but it's also dull? one that no, 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 it's not dull. It's one that actually um, agitates me a little bit because it was a quite a, it was a very exciting time in my life. But when it ended, it put a lot of strain on me personally. Yeah. Um, so I worked with a guy called Alex Steele. A lot of guys will know him. He's a famous YouTuber. Started with him when he had five thousand subscribers. Uh, this was I couldn't tell you when. Good two, three years ago at least. Yeah, but not long ago. Not long ago. Um, and he had 5,000 subscribers. Actually, another farrier uh, local to... Who now works in Newmarket, Lawrence Ridgeway. Yeah. He said to me, you should go and see him. He's He makes hammers, he makes his own tool. He's only a young lad. Go and see him. So I turned up and said, can I make a hammer? So we made a hammer. And uh, we had a great time. I've never met anyone, especially at his age, so focused, committed, and just so much drive to get what he wanted yeah and it just is infectious so i went back another time had a little you know just said if you want any help with anything and doing this we built this workshop up and then we kind of got into making more videos and i helped him do a live show every saturday night at 10 o'clock at night to hit the american market for a year i nearly lost my marriage because of that because i'd wake up at about well get home at about two o'clock in the morning having drank probably a half a liter of red bull or whatever and then get in, still haven't had a shower and a dirty forge and oh, Sunday mornings were an absolute nightmare. Kids, I've got three kids now, at the time I had two and I was just, I wasn't nice to be around, but we had a great time doing it. We put live videos out and we grew from 5,000 to, when I ended with him was probably about six, 700,000 subscribers. Um, he's now at 1.8 million. The thing with YouTube is everything's exponential, You you hit, a certain target and you know it takes 10 people to share it and then 20 people are sharing it and, and just more eyes are seeing it yeah. and it, it, nothing's linear in YouTube it's all exponential and not always vice versa 
and he decided he, uh, well, I'll just say he decided. Two friends went into business together. It was his business, but you know we both put our heart and soul into it, and we never really had boundaries of where one was supposed to do one thing, one was yeah. supposed to. It's very much his show, and I, I, I see that. Um, and he decided it wasn't working. I'm still not 100% what part wasn't working, but I'm not the one to make the decision. Yeah. At this point, I'd given up probably two-thirds of my shoeing round. You know, I was being paid by him at this point, right at the end. I was yeah. being paid a day rate to go and help him make videos and do the odd jobs behind the scenes. And But from the back of that, I bought myself some camera gear to do my own stuff. I started making my own videos just to have a play. Yeah. You know, I knew how to use his cameras, so I bought the same cameras he had. I knew how to use all his equipment. I knew to, all this editing software. I'd seen him do it, and I'd done some videos on his channel. And obviously, I made my own videos, but the problem with making your own videos is horses move. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, it's a two, it's, I mean, it, it's amazing that it's only a two-man job, but yeah. it's definitely not a one-man no, job. No, I've done it? it before, and, and it's just it's so time-consuming. Just doing If the horse stood perfectly still, it'd still take you twice as long to do it. And it's a pretty boring sort of aspect, isn't it? Just to square on one fixed camera. I mean, yeah. I've done it in, you know, I've done it for Facebook, very amateur yeah. stuff with yeah. my iPhone. Yeah. But the point you're getting to... Yeah. Well, it's a professional yeah, level yeah. where you're trying to show something that's more exciting, yeah, different trying, angles. Yeah. You know, all yeah. of us, you know, we look at things from different angles. So if you stand something square for too long, yeah. however interesting it is on the it's face boring. of it, it beca yeah. yeah, it's boring. Because that's not how yeah. we view things. No. I mean, if we're watching somebody shoe a horse... Yeah, you walk around you, and have a chat yeah. and you engage with it. And, Whereas that, you don't get that two-way engagement yeah. with the video. I have also looked a lot off the back of this, I've also looked a lot into how the mind works with regard to keeping focus and yeah. and when something becomes boring. I become very analytical of that. I watch other people's videos and I'll see it and I'll tell them. I'm quite happy to tell them. I'll give them free uh, you know, feedback and advice. Just say, look, you know, this has gone on. And I'm, you know, some of my videos, I don't necessarily practice what I preach because I might in my head, really like something, but it might yeah. not work, or it might just dragged on for five seconds longer than it well, should what, what you do is similar to what I've done in conferences, that because I speak at a lot of conferences, but when I listen to a speaker, yes, I'm listening to the subject they're talking yeah. about, but I'm thinking, why is this person a good speaker? Yeah. Why are they better than the previous person? Yeah. You know, sometimes with a dull subject, they're the more interesting speaker. Yeah. yeah. So, so I know presentation is everything. But anyway, so you got into it, uh, you had this success, um, and that came to an end. Yeah. And is that probably why you came to Newmarket, because you needed some more horses to shoot? Yeah, well, I actually spent three or four months post that working for two other farriers. Yeah. So I was driving down to Essex to work for Mark White, because he's had a really bad back. Yeah. Um, so I helped him out, which was great, but there was a lot of numbers, and I was you know, driving down there. Yeah, that's uh, even just, further. Uh, very much a lot of hard work for monetary gain, but not where it necessarily yeah. should have been. And then I was also helping another girl out. And and again, that was another two hours, hour and 45 yeah. minutes. And it was, days were getting longer. Don't earn a lot of money driving, Day, do you? Days were getting a bit longer and stuff. And then um, the guy who I'm working for now, Gillen Forsyth, he put yeah. a post on uh, Forge and Vary or somewhere like that. I saw it and said to my wife, this looks a bit better. Yeah. Should I give him a call? And I rang him straight away and said, this is where I'm at. This is what's happened. Yeah. This is why I'm looking for work. I've still got my own work at home, which I'm not going to get rid of at all, but I will cut back some yeah. of it because I'd picked up bits. Okay. The customers you don't really want. Yeah, to, well, to make, we all, to make we the numbers up, you know? Yeah. 
So you came down and you started working the Gillen. Yeah. And you did a video of me for Who for the Horse, didn't you? That's where we met, really. You, at the bottom of the heath, uh, Alex Ridgway interviewed me and you videoed it, didn't you? Correct. And just sort of talking privately not long after that, you realised that I'd had an ambition for quite a while yeah. to expand, you know, I've expanded in the podcast. Yeah. And I just felt that the next step was YouTube. Yeah. But as I say, not amateur, you know, yeah. iPhone um, stuff. Yeah. Um, but, but taking it a step further. And I realised you, you had this experience. One of the big advantages, of course, is that as a farrier, A, you're not frightened of horses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can get in there and you know the sort of things that I'm trying to show. So well, that's it with so the subject we, matter, isn't it? It's, it yeah. If you had a videographer come in and say, right, I want you to film me talking about laminitis, I'm not going to say, Simon, you forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> or, or vice versa. You yeah. know, it's, it's what do you want to get? What is that? I've got that creative insight for the subject matter rather than just creativity. Do you yeah. understand no, what I'm saying? I you have an insight yeah. into yeah. what we're trying to do. So anyway, we, we discussed it for a while and it didn't take us long uh, to decide that we had a mutual interest, and yeah. so we have a very special project going on. We don't do we? indeed, yeah. And can you tell us what that project is? Well, so we've started the channel of Dr. Simon Curtis, I believe it is called. Dead right, that's yeah. what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Simon Curtis, yeah. yeah. So this is actually the reason I wanted to do it with Simon is because I've tried to do videos trying to tell people how to do things and anatomy based and, and and other subjects that I've covered knife making and giving these people the information but it would be the equivalent of me trying to give Simon you know people watching the videos would be the equivalent of me trying to tell Simon how to do his job I'm not putting myself down because I'm not one for putting myself down but I'm at a lower level academically to Simon so I'm trying to give people all this knowledge at Simon's level and the, the but but you, sh you shouldn't put yourself no. down, Sam, because we're all at the level we're at. The, the most in, important thing to me is your insight how to get the best out of me. Yeah. And, you know, we've already, I mean, we've, we've, we've probably got 15 videos on the go at the moment. Yeah. Obviously not released yet. No. Um, and, and we've gone through quite a quick learning curve. And one of the things that I like is, and you, you know, I accept, should we say criticism or, or more importantly to a videographer, direction. Yeah. You're saying to me, we've got to do that again, yeah. or that didn't sound right, or you didn't make that clear, or what I was doing at first, which was never looking at the camera, <laughs> yeah. which is a big fault, and um, and so uh, I think people will spot that, some yeah. of the early videos. So so I think, you know, I can see that's where your talents lie, and I know you tried some front-of-camera stuff, yeah, and it didn't work, did it? Yeah, I did. Well, it wasn't as good. Yeah, it wasn't as your, good. Your talent is, is really getting the best out of yeah, people I think, I think that's correct. on the and, screen. And I was trying to... Part of the reason I was making videos is trying to make money. Yeah. Because I had to make up the shortfalling from what happened. Yeah. So I rushed and I just tried to get as many videos out as I could. You know, I was going out... I was putting videos out two, three, four, five times a week, depending on what I could get done. Yeah. And it was taking... You know, I wasn't... Because that would have been the business plan with your... Previous, yeah, uh, part with Alec, uh, yeah, Alex Neil, yeah, yeah, and he's, you know, okay, he's got all the time in the world. I've got to get home and look after the kids and chew the horses, and he yeah. spent all day making videos. I couldn't spend all day making videos. I'd come in from work, 
wouldn't talk, sit on front of a computer. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Well, it's, that's, it's that's one the of those past. twisted past. What we're on now is yeah. a positive. It's much better. A positive and, future. And, but but what I mean, what I was going with that is, actually now going forward making these videos is I've massively enjoyed them, because I've been able to step back from making a video for the sake of making a video and go, well let's bump up the quality, let's bump up the effort levels because all I have to focus on is the video, yeah. not the subject. Yeah. Which has made life so much more fun, just pressing a button. <laughs> just pressing well, a button. I mean, I, again, I think you know, I've 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 used you as a great echo chamber because I've fired ideas at you. So it isn't that your even your input on the subject matter is non-existent. Mm. You know, it has been there, hasn't it? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, and because I've I've said things like, "How's this going to work? Yeah. Can this work? Yeah. And so we have those sort of discussions. Okay. So just tell the audience some of the things that we're going to be covering because we've got quite a wide yeah, range. Haven't yeah, we? okay. Yeah, so the basics, of obviously anatomy and physiology, well, I say basics, it's going from basic level to high-end fellowship level. And this is good for what we want to do, but it, we, we realise it's quite a niche audience yeah. of just hitting farriers and just hitting... Vets and, and a few and, and a few interested that might stumble across and go, wow, I never knew that. But yeah. actually, there's a lot more exciting things that go on that aren't covered anywhere really. One, we're in a pretty great town, Newmarket, the home of race, you know, horse racing. Yeah. There's a lot of history and stuff that you see that no one else sees from our position as farriers. Yeah. You know, it's all these things that are going on. You see feed lorries. You know, I know it's a boring subject. But how many feed lorries do you see in Newmarket every single day? Well, one of them in particular cut the crosses <laughs> as we started a video, yeah. which was great yeah. advertising for them, but anyway. And vets, <laughs> how the vets operate. So you know, we're doing a whole subject on Newmarket, and we're calling it My Newmarket, yeah. from Simon's Newmarket, not My Newmarket, <laughs> but which is going to be great because there's lots of history. Every time I tell Simon about, or we talk about something, my, my uncle did that, my, <laughs> my family did that. Did you know this? Well, who, like, who walked up to us in the town this morning? The mayor walked up to us in the town this morning. And she introduced herself <laughs> to me because I didn't recognise her. But anyway, yeah. so I did explain to her that when I call this channel my new market, yeah. it doesn't mean I own new market, it means it's my yeah. inside story of it. Yeah. And, I mean, we've already got some great stuff, haven't yeah. we? We're going we're gonna to be doing stuff. Uh, you know, we've got the biggest veterinary hospital in Europe. We're going to be in the operating theatre. Yeah, all, all sorts yeah, of things. I can't wait. And um, uh, we've also got the dissections. We've got a few dissect. We've yeah. done a few dissections. We've got a few more lined up with various different people. So, covering their specialist subjects as yeah. well. And they they were fascinating. They've come out really well. One of them will be released imminently. Yeah, well, that was one of the first we got yeah. finished. Okay, so what's the most interesting one we've done so far? Because we've done 14 or 15. Yeah. Um, I know there's only about five that yeah. are ready to go. But. For me, it's all been very interesting, you know, obviously learning from you what what your aspect, yeah, how, well, you, how you do things from shoeing and... Yeah, well, well, I'm hoping you're not showing too close up to my no, shoeing these that, days. Don't we? I've got a wiggly T-square. There's that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, today's was pretty interesting. We went and saw a lady called Jackie Jones who was... Well, the first time I saw her, I didn't know she was Jackie Jones. We were walking down... I was driving through the middle of Newmarket and there was a lady... Of a certain of age. Of a certain age, but in a, in a miniskirt and... <laughs> she was in yeah. a leather miniskirt yeah. as well. And uh... and uh, it wasn't until I was talking to the, the guy who holds horses for me 
today he said I said I'm going to see Jackie Jones later and he said you do know who that is don't you yeah. and she's mad she's eccentric but she is the most phenomenal painter but I'd probably have to say it would be the video we did we've done with Paige Post the uh, dissection because that was well one from a video point of view it was stunning and, and two how she went about it yeah, yeah and everything you, you could see everything I mean dissections are great anyway and even better when it's three people as opposed to watching it in front of a big crowd yeah but you learn so much doing those things, don't you? So, how many videos do you think you and I can make? This week or in no, general? No, <laughs> should we say in the next three years? It, it depends. Well, we've got plans for about yeah. 50 at the moment. Yeah, we? we've got 50 and written ev- down. every time we meet... We've got another idea. Yeah, so, so it should be really quite a wide range of interesting yeah. stuff. I think the other thing is, because of social media these days, it's so easy for people to say, I'd like to know something about this, and we can go... Yeah. Oh, we can make a video out of that. Yeah. Some of them are going to be more tricky than others to make them, but we've got a video at the moment that we're doing, which is for restoration, yeah. which is just niggling on, but we're still getting footage for it, and that'll get released once it's done. If you've got a big project like something related to, I don't know, a pathology of some description where it's a long, yeah. drawn-out process, then well, that what, video what, will take six months to make, but it'll only be one video. Yeah. I mean, we even did the straightforward little laminitic pony didn't yeah, we just a nice simple... and uh, you know a, a long time friend of mine who I've never shod a horse for she's got a little boy who's just starting to ride she's got this pony very typical of ponies you know there's uh, uh, it's uh, it's chronic uh, type 2 chronic founder but they're often great ponies for people to learn to ride on but we had to do uh, well the truth is we did do it together because you <laughs> clenched up the other foot didn't you I know that on as well back, yeah it well yeah it's been a bit naughty it was well we might that might go in an outtake <laughs> um don't give away too many no, secrets no. all right so what do you think then is the greatest uh, challenge as a, a videographer doing the stuff that we're doing well yesterday we were at Rossdale's you know we were doing that foal yeah and it was so quick you you don't get a second chance with a horse you, and you can't tell them yeah, we're can not in a studio. To, we're not. We're not taking five and, and takes. And we've done videos where the dissection. We've managed to get away with it in editing, where the light keeps changing because the sun keeps moving over the top of the Bellux windows, or yeah. the clouds come over. So you've got all these variables. But yeah, it's the horses for me make it a nightmare because they, you know, as much as you can tell an owner to walk a horse up and walk it straight back to the camera, one without running the camera over, but two in a straight line. They might walk the horse in a straight line, but they'll probably walk in front of it, or they won't walk the horse in a straight line at all, or they'll walk diagonally. So, And then the moving. Yeah. It, all it takes them to move the foot out of the way. And if I'm a distance away and I've got a zoom on, just so you know, the horse might not lock the camera, there's a big sway in the camera rather than... Yeah. You know, it, it, it's all challenging because nothing's stationary, but also that's the style we want to get. We want to get in there. We want to get nitty-gritty yeah. and see really what's going on. If it was all far away, you wouldn't see what was going and, on. And you do... Um, everything from almost studio work where we have three or four lights up, bright yeah. lights and a fixed camera and even a backlighter to handheld stuff where you're having to follow me around one side of the horse. Yeah. So there's quite a variation which I hope yeah. will keep people's interest and I know you like to swap from you know, from the fixed camera to moving yeah. and, and different things. It's angles. just keeping people engaged and entertained you know, there's only so entertaining you can make certain videos. Yeah. And you, we've kind of made subtly different styles of videos that are going to be... One's going to be more of an informative 
like say anatomy and physiology is going to be more informative. There's not going to be any jokes in there. There's not going to be any lightheartedness. It's going to be, well, this is what this does and this is what this does. And that's why. Whereas we've done the mind new market stuff. Can we, we've, it's in, there's always us, something there's, slightly humorous that happens. Yeah, there's, there? yeah. It and, seems to be. <laughs> yeah, and we can we can have fun with that. And that, you know, that's kind of part of YouTube as well. And social media is, yeah. you want to be able to interact without interacting. Yeah. So, want... so just see if you can remember the name of our channel this time. Dr. Simon Curtis. Well done. You got that <laughs> out really quickly. All right. Let's um, finish by asking you a deep philosophical question. How old are you, Sam, by the way? Not old enough for philosophy. Now, come on. How old are you? I'm 32. Oh, you're a sprog. All right. <clears throat> but at 32, I think you've, uh, you've had quite a lot of experience of life. Yeah. Uh, so, so my question to you is, what's the most important thing you've learned in life? Oh, <laughs> Yeah. It's got to be get your work-life balance right. I'm nowhere near it at the moment. I'm working too late. I'm getting out at half five, and I'm at the moment it's a bit different because it's scorching hot. So I've been having a bit of a siesta, and then going back out to work. But I haven't seen the kids. You yeah. know, some some days I won't see them three, four days in a row because I get back in late. They're in bed. And they're in bed. Um, but you know, I do. <laughs> I get up early. I drive for an hour. I then stop somewhere between here and home or wherever my next job is and have a sleep for half an hour every day pretty much because I get tired <laughs> right. but getting the work-life balance right you know we're not here to just work have fun with it yeah. and also if you want to do something get on with it and do it I'm doing these videos because I enjoy doing them and actually I can see a future doing it yeah not just necessarily for you but there's other no, people no, that I've got a special yeah. speciality yeah, and I mean even us speaking to people about this project yeah. has has risen risen an awareness yeah. of what you do. Yeah, you know more and more people are looking for good videographers. Yeah, and in a specialist town like Newmarket, yeah, somebody that they know again that's going to be happy around horses that knows how to behave yeah. with horses, knows the ins and outs. Yeah, you know I'm sure you will ex expand. Yeah, I hope you'll always have time for our project. <laughs> yeah, of course, um, because that's a very special project. Look, Sam, it's been great speaking to you. You're welcome. I know we, I know we speak twice a week anyway. <laughs> Probably more than all that. All day long. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm really excited about this project. Um, we hope that it will get a good following and people, and I hope people really appreciate that just because you're behind the camera and it's yeah. me speaking, there's an equal amount of work that goes on behind. And, uh, and I'm sure, you know, as I say, I'm enjoying working with you and I hope it continues a long time. So thank you for doing this podcast. No worries. Thank you very much. I haven't waffled on too much. <laughs> uh, no, for once. <laughs>